Hey guys, it is Lori here. And Matt. And hey, we're peeking at you from behind quarantine and we're so excited to share with you the episode. But before we do, we just wanted to share three different ways you can connect with us and other listeners. Yeah, guys, this is a really intense situation that we find ourselves in, kind of in a worldwide stance. And and there's so much isolation. There's so much just distancing um, from one another. And and I just want to put out there, if you are in the state of Michigan and need someone to talk to, I've been doing HIPAA-approved telecounseling for years now. And I just want to let you know, if you need something like that, please reach out to me at matt at caringwell.net. And I'd love to get connected with you or get you connected with someone from my team. And guys, for those of you who are not in the state of Michigan and looking for counseling there, we want to connect with you as well through a couple other areas. One is through our Hole in My Heart podcast page. And we're doing first ever Facebook live event on Sunday night. And I say the word event, but it's basically just going to be hanging out. (laughs) Matt and I will be chatting, taking some of your questions and getting to know you as well. So that's this Sunday night after this episode posts. But Friday night, the night this episode does post, we are also going to be doing something on the Lori Krieg author page. So Hole in My Heart podcast page, that's going to be just a Hole in My Heart podcast conversation Sunday night. But on the author page, we really want to care for your marriages. Yeah, marriages are really struggling right now, aren't they? Yeah, they are. The statistics from divorce lawyers are not great. Well, maybe good for them, but it's some of them are seeing an uptick in inquiries from like 25 to 50% which is intense. But guys, we find ourselves in this kind of a pressure cooker situation that that all of our emotional stuff is being put on one other person or one small group of people. And, And it just breeds a lot of passion and intensity. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Yeah. So if we can come alongside you with honestly, what feels like just some insight God has given us that we've put into our impossible marriage book. We just want to share something that's an ongoing metaphor that Matt and I have been working through to not just grit our teeth and survive this pandemic, but even foster oneness in it. So we'd love to to share that little bit that's an ongoing work in our marriage uh, and take some of your questions. So that's Friday night. Okay, guys, without further ado, I can't stop saying adieu to you and you, and also with you, here's our small group. Hello and welcome to the Hole in My Heart podcast. This is episode 119, Our World, Good Small Groups Don't Just Happen. No, they don't. Hey guys, welcome. I am your host, Lori Krieg, and we're coming at you from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I am alongside my favorite licensed therapist and Argyle's expert, and he's lifting up his pant legs. Showing surreptitiously off. showing his Argyle. Easy there, Matt. Save that my for socks, later. guys. My socks. <laughs> and we also have our producer and the most professional voice among us, producer Steve. Hello, everybody. Hey, it is an everybody, because today we are engaging the last in our mini-series called Our World, and this is where Matt and I literally open up our world to you all, and I'm not gonna lie, I've got some tears in my eyes. We always pray before we uh, start this podcast, and I have tears in my eyes thinking about the significance of this group, uh, because there are, um, it's a huge reason... Matt and I are still married is 
uh, this group and a huge, this is just like our church. These are our people and we're so deeply grateful uh, to share them with you all. But why are we doing that? Well, because we want to share with you that good small groups don't just happen. We didn't just win the small group lottery. But before we dive into a little bit more of that, we want to hear from them. Jason, let's start with you. What's your name? What do you do? My name is Jason Bot Bile. Hey. <laughs> nice articulation, Jason. I'm trying. And what do you do? I'm the head chaplain of the Kent County Jail. Ooh. And we hear some incredible stories from there, always anonymously, but we're so grateful uh, to have you here and just to be in our small group family. Yep. And I'm honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. And your your wife next to My you. beautiful wife. Hey. Hi. I'm Julie Bot-Bile. Yes, I like, th- again, as well. you guys are rocking out the articulation. <laughs> Nobody's getting I, it wrong. Uh, I work uh, for a local health insurance company. Aw, thanks for being here, Julie. Grateful thank for you. Thank you for having me. And you, sir, across the way... We're sitting in a circle. It feels kind of small groupy, but we're missing some of the ambiance with all the uh, recording device. But what's your name? Yep, I'm Ryan Veenstra, and I'm a corporate pilot here in town in Grand Rapids. Yep, so he flies airplanes and my daughters. We definitely tell stories about <laughs> Mr. Ryan and them sneaking on your airplanes and going to Florida. It's always Florida. <laughs> yes, we all dream about that. <laughs> yes, we do. And who's next to you? Hi, I'm Sarah Veenstra, and I stay home with our children and also teach childbirth classes to expectant parents. And she's been there for two of our births, and God bless her. (laughs) A reason, the only reason, beside the Holy Spirit, that we were able to do both of them naturally. You're amazing. Okay, guys, uh, but we are so excited to talk with our small group and open up this part of our world to you to really answer the question, how can you do real-life community with a small group of people? Because, you guys, I've, I've referred to this group several times, but it wasn't like it just dropped in our laps and we have this magical community thing happen. God definitely unifies us, makes us one, but it wasn't, like, super easy to start up. Like, there was a natural like a agreement with the Holy Spirit's move, but it wasn't just like, and here's your group. Uh, it still takes effort to get to the space where we can receive from God as one. So I guess it's, it's simple, but it takes intentional effort. So we're going to unpack that uh, with, with this group here. And I'm saying a silent prayer that we've never had this many people in a room before. So God's going to help us. And hopefully you all take away with some of the next right steps. If you are sensing God's call to, to cultivate this type of group in your world. Okay, guys. Y'all have listened to the podcast. So we're going to first do the question of the week from last week, which was, if you had to spend a day with one type of animal, what would it be and why? (laughs) Jason's got a what am I talking about face. Because Julie said that it was what type of animal would you be if you could be oh. an animal? Well, do you want to answer that one? Are you ready for I it? I couldn't answer that one. Oh, but okay, if you want to snuggle up to an animal all day, what would that one be? Without it harming me, a yeah. lion. A, a lion. lion. Why is that? It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. A girl lion Powerful. or a boy lion? A, uh, a, a lion is a boy. Well, no, there's... Li- oh, that's true. Lioness. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the boy. The boy lion. Okay, with yep. the mane. Yep. You got really yep. good hair, too. Mufasa. Yeah. You're Mufasa. going for Mufasa. Yeah. yeah. Shake Mufasa. Yeah, that's it. 
How about you, Julie? Um, a deer. Oh, I love deer. So would you be a deer, or so I don't both? Okay, you'd be both be a deer, but also and be, in a be room. with deer. Yeah, Aww, because why? Because they live in the woods where I love to be, and yeah, I don't know. They're just cool. They are cool. They're really pretty. I wish they could talk though. Yeah, I bet they have some stories. Like in Narnia. <gasps> Narnia. Yeah. Ryan Veenstra. I would be with my pet parrot, which I don't have yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> I love birds, and I think birds attract interesting people, and so I just have my bird with me and see what happens. Oh my gosh, I love you so much. (laughs) But you said your pet parrot. Which I don't have yet. He was speaking it into being, Jason. Oh, okay. Okay. Someday. (laughs) Sarah? Wishful thinking. (laughs) Uh, I would... um, not accompany Ryan on that journey, but I would choose to hang out with a dolphin all day, which I love penguins and dolphins, but I don't like being cold, so Might as well. dolphins, sun, water. Oh, yeah. It girl. was just a perfect combo. I mean, we're always dreaming of being somewhere tropical, especially now, so oh, I feel that. That's my choice. Maybe Ryan's parrot is on a pirate ship. There we go. And, and you're hanging out with the dolphin that. and the parrot <laughs> all together. That would be one excellent date. <laughs> Or a new lifestyle. Don't worry about it. Come on, kids. MK. I think I'm going to go a little bit outside of the box and say a jaguar. Oh, as long as a boy jaguar. Is there a jaguar? <laughs> jaguar. I, I don't. I don't know. I just because I mean they live in the jungle, but they're incredibly powerful. They're not. They're a big cat, but they're not a lion. You know. I, I don't know. I just feel like the the there's a mystery to to the jaguar that. Yeah. I would like to know. Wow. There's something metaphorical in that. We'll dive into that in another episode. Steve O'Dell. Oh. Uh, you get to answer, too. Okay. Uh, I'm going sloth or koala bear. Really? You're one of those. Because naps. Because naps. <laughs> also, and eucalyptus. climbing trees is cool. Yeah. So, yeah. I am surprised no one said a room full of puppies, because that would be mm. my deal. Just puppies all day long. Or lemurs. They're so soft and precious. So those are mine. <laughs> all right, guys. You know this question's coming. Now, the reason we do this podcast, in addition to talking about ridiculous things, it is to talk about how the gospel is good news for everyone every day. And so we really like taking that gospel and inserting it, not that it isn't already inserted, but just really seeing the gritty good news in our everyday life. So one way we do that is by asking every guest a set of questions. So we have multiple guests today. So we're going to see if we can do this in a speed round, speed round testimony. But the question is... If the gospel is, I'm more loved than I imagine, and yet more sinful than I believe, when was that gospel first good news for you, and how is it still? We're going to go back to Jason. Gospel, when was it first good news for you, and how is it still? When I was 19. So tell us about what was shaken down when you were 19. When I was 19, um, I was in a desperate place, so much so that um, I had planned out how I was going to take my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a a neighbor lady that every once in a while would come over and invite me to church. And at that time, church was a a foreign concept, nothing I really knew about. And um, but uh, after going purchase purchasing the pills that I was going to use to take my life, something told me to go to that neighbor's house. And uh, she 
just so simply explained to me how God was using this to draw me to himself and laid out the gospel to me and uh, it brought hope. It was hope. And so for me, um, knowing how sinful I am and how flawed I am, but that the hope of Jesus Christ still captures me every day and keeps me and sustains me. Um, I need to hear that daily. Mm. So, yeah, I, I hope that answers the question. Oh, it totally mm-hmm. does. Yep. And I know that there's more to your story and even how you and Julie met, yep. which maybe one day we'll dive into that on your own sure. podcast. Uh, but how do you still need Jesus? Well, this is a kind of a, a marriage group, small group that we're in. <laughs> That's, That's a reminder that I need Jesus yeah. just because, like, I, I miss the mark often. And um, the fact that my wife knows me and still loves me like she does is just shows how um, beautiful the grace of God is. So to be truly known and still loved, I mean, there's nothing better than that, I I don't think. Mm -mm. Mm. So. Thank you. Julie, when Um, was the gospel first good news for you? mm, 19 years ago, I was strung out on drugs and alcohol and involved in all the unspeakable things that go along with that lifestyle. And I was in my 30s, had two kids, I was single, so not a good situation. And um, my life was spiraling out of control. And But one day, it was a, a really sunny February day, right around Valentine's Day, I think, that God just showed me his amazing love. He revealed it to me in a really powerful way. And it just broke through the haze. Just it broke just through. Spoke to you. Yep. And showed me that I could be freed from all that junk mm. and that I could walk in freedom and enjoy and peace. And I believed it. And it's still good news to me today because even though he transformed my life in a radical way and he's still transforming me, um, I need his grace every day. And yeah, what I really deserve is hell, but that's not what I get. I get him. Mm. Mm. Love it. How about you, Ryan? Yeah, so also for me, in my um, right around 20 years old, um, I was in a new at a new school down in Texas. I had just transferred, and um, really in a new season of life, I had kind of come, stepped away from a lot of things that I had been involved with um, that uh, led me into just brokenness and kind of a deep inner loneliness um, and grew up around a lot of Jesus in the religion sense is how it was for me anyways. Um, And when I was in Texas, I started um, just hanging out with a group of like 20 somethings and through that, uh, these people really love Jesus um, wholeheartedly, and through being with them, um, through their love, and also just through really sensing God calling me to surrender my life completely to Him, um, it, it kind of had me at this perfect place where um, I heard a teaching about being filled with the Holy Spirit and um, everything about that was speaking to me and um, that 
day I invited the Holy Spirit into my life and prayed with a couple friends and um, really just broke me. And that was the beginning. I mean, that was like, I look back now over time, the benefit of time, I can see like that was my birth. And um, how that's good news now is through through the Lord, through the Holy Spirit is really how um, I just identify as a child of God and um, I think just feel his love and know his love through that. So, so good. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Sarah. Um, when I think about my story of faith, I grew up in a very Christian setting, kind of like Ryan described. Um, but my earliest, one of my earliest memories is of kneeling beside my bed before bed. And I was probably four, maybe five at the time. And one of my parents was with me and um, I invited Jesus into my heart. And so I think there was, I kind of describe it maybe as a little bit of a conversion of coercion, <laughs> um, thinking about doing it more motivated out of wanting to go to heaven and be with my family members because I didn't ever want to be apart from them and mm -hmm. loved my family and things like that. And I think as I grew, always looked at it and that was my perception of it. Um, but the cool thing about God is he's the redeemer of all things and the, redeemers of our, the redeemer of our stories. And so this connects to why the gospel is good news for me now. Um, I was met with someone recently and we were actually talking about, you know, when did you accept Jesus kind of. So that was in my mind. I was driving down the highway, not far from where we are sitting right now. And I feel like the Holy Spirit just kind of came over the space I was in in my car and peeled back these lenses and showed me you didn't have all these wounds. You didn't have all these lenses that you see that moment through when you were four or five years old. Like you accepted me because you had a pure little girl heart and you loved me and you believed what you heard about me was true. And um, so to me, that's just this really beautiful picture of how God redeems things. So I've always looked at that like I knew about Jesus and I accepted him. But it was just this hmm. course, like I was coursed into it, not I'm not yeah, saying that yeah. was actually true, but that's how I've looked at it because of layers of pain and realizing that Jesus in a moment came into that car and was like, no, look at this is how you accepted me because your heart was pure and you loved me. And um, that is so, yeah, that's where my, I guess, walk with Jesus began in whatever mm -hmm. simple way it can as a, a small child. And um, I love how Jesus continues to do that in my story and our story as a small group and the stories of people I love, how he takes those pieces of it and rewrites it or just gives new lenses to see things. And I need that every day when I make mistakes as a parent, when I mess up as a wife, as a friend, as a daughter, um, all the pieces of, of life just to, to see Jesus say, no, actually, let me show you what's going on here. Let me, let me love on you through the truth of, of who I am and letting the Holy Spirit speak into those moments. Amen. Oh, that's beautiful. So we are missing two of our uh, group members, Caleb and Carrie. Um, did I articulate? Did I enunciate that? Well, enough. thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, but uh, they just had a fresh baby recently, so Carrie couldn't make it, and her husband was on a trip. So we miss them, but we are going to hear from her, Carrie in particular, when I ask a question through the magic of radio. Uh, so that'll be in a minute. Um, but I'm just going to lay out a little bit. How did this group begin? 
uh, because again, our theme for this season is practical. And so I want you guys to walk away with, okay, so is this, I mean, great. You guys have all these stories. How'd this happen? So we were all attending a church together and, um, I, I don't know if this is my need to be against or what, but I just don't trust the system. I was like, I've been put in small groups before and I don't want to be in, don't put me in one, to be honest. So, okay, everyone's laughing. You don't have to agree with me, but I'll just take the fall. I agree. Okay, okay. So I was friends with... Um, uh, with Sarah and I was friends with Carrie who will hear her later and separately and I would just meet with them do mom things which I don't know make your kids be alive throw snacks at them so we we're doing that and yeah, I heard this hunger in both Sarah this hunger in Carrie and they're like there has to be more to church than this there has to be more which we had a great church uh, so then I was like I'm hearing similar things and I was like well what if we got together and just prayed about it about about a group and I uh, so we got our we brought our husbands along as women I'm studying gender right now we have the gift of interdependence and so that is a gift we have and um, so we made y'all be interdependent but we didn't say all right this is our small group we're best friends for life yay because we were like maybe we'll hate each other in a week who knows so we gave each other an out as far as let's pray about it we'll try it for a month so we did that. Then we're like, let's try it for three months. And so we did that. And um, we we realized that God was doing something in that group. And we met every other week for two hours. We got babysitters because uh, kids are great, but very distracting. But when we started meeting, so this was six of us, Caleb Carey, Matt Laurie, Ryan, Sarah, we had a sense there was another couple. And Sarah put the names of Jason and Julie, which I didn't know you guys yet, uh, but we prayed about it. And it was maybe almost a year into meeting. And so we uh, invited you guys. And <laughs> what did you guys think when you first joined our group? Julie, you can go first. I, well, I knew Sarah and Ryan. And so... I felt comfortable, and I was really excited because she had told me about the group and what how much fun you guys were having and getting into marriage stuff and whatever, and I was super, super excited, and I felt real comfortable right away. Mm. What did uh, what did Caleb say to you, Jason, first meeting? Yeah, I wasn't as excited as, <laughs> as Julie was. I knew Ryan um, and Sarah. I, did, I knew of you guys. I yeah. mean, we were... So I, when I walked in, I wasn't quite sh- sure. And Caleb was just kind of weird to me <laughs> yeah. when we first met. So he's another like, just, he's just, he's I, now, faced. now we're awesome. Like yeah. we love hanging out. But at that time he was just strange. So I remember sitting in the basement at the Veenstra's and we kind of went through our first session. And then he said, he says like with a Sylvester Stallone type voice, <laughs> In this group, we go deep. Are you willing to go deep? <laughs> and I just kind of looked at him like I didn't know what, because I didn't know everybody, you know, in this dynamic. Oh yeah. I just we kind of laughed, and I was told Julie, I was like, "What's up with that dude?" You know, I wasn't sure about him, but I did say, you know, well, yeah, you know, I'm, I'd like to learn more about the group, but I'm not so sure I'm ready just to expose myself. Yeah. So <laughs> that was my first. Um, 
take of the group. Oh yeah. And from from then on, it's just been a uh, we just been having a great time together. So it's been and sparse. we go deep. <laughs> we do go deep. He wasn't wrong, was he? He wasn't. He wasn't. <laughs> Sarah, can you tell us a little bit more about how groups are run? You know, different small groups do different things. Do we do a book study? Do we do, is there a leader? And um, because sometimes if there's one leader, they can get super burned out because they're actually never getting fed. So how do we run them? Yeah, we early on decided we didn't want it to be a burden to any one couple or one person in the group um, and decided to do a rotation where everyone takes a turn leading every couple. um, And it can just be one person if the one spouse can't be there, doesn't want to participate in leading. However, that that actually hasn't happened, I don't think, ever, maybe. But it's an option. Yeah, um, totally. And that has actually been a really great model. Um, so now that there's four of us, we, you, every couple leads once every other month. Um, and there's flexibility within that, too, if someone's having a new baby or out of town or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's just been really neat because we all get to hear each other's voices. We get to hear what is on each other's hearts when we lead. Um, sometimes it's as simple as, hey, guys, we're going to break up. Guys, you go in this area. Ladies go in this area. We're going to pray for each other and share what's going on. Um, sometimes there's a more formatted thing. Um, sometimes when Lori leads, she brings her <laughs> questions that she's pondering from us all to flesh out for <laughs> bring like questionnaires for people to be like here let's take an assessment of your marriage as well as your intimacy with Jesus and compare and contrast that's Matt and I <laughs> which was a great one yeah <laughs> I've kind of messed us all up a little bit yeah yep so and then yeah we send an email out the week of just to remind people logistically where we're meeting um and that is that's a helpful dynamic is to even though we don't necessarily have a leader we have a a facilitator of things and so sarah was really gracious to serve us in that way and just to reach out each every two weeks for the two hours um jason and julie here's a question what has been one of your favorite group moments oh for me it was the retreat that we went on for sure that was just fun. I love spending long periods of time together like that where there's no distractions and we're just kind of all locked up together and just had some good times. And we ran that retreat similar to how we run groups, which yes. is like you guys were the facilitators, yep. but it was very like just trying to listen to the spirit, yep. which is really important, uh, I think, for this group to not feel like we have to do a book study or we have to answer questions, but we do go deep. Jason, what's been one of your favorite moments? I would say this the, the same time, the retreat. Yeah. And for me, it was as men it takes us a little while we we need like a fire and like all types of food to eat and we need to be with each other at least longer than 12 hours before we really have a decent conversation and so i remember we sat by the fire that night and we had our weenie roast remember we got the <laughs> yeah, roast. they said weenie roast no less than 100 but times it was amazing <laughs> it was amazing and we sat out there for i don't know how many hours and we just talked and prayed we worshiped it was awesome took video of that perfectly formed fire too yep Yep. and yeah what you said the worship that's that's another thing i love about our group that's one of the highlights i think for me is when we read the scriptures and then worship Mm -hmm. 
Can I ask you guys before, and then I'm going to shift to Ryan, I want to ask about the purpose of the group, but when you two, so it, like Sarah said, it's Sarah and Ryan's week to lead, Sarah will, will bat that up, or hey, it's Carrie and Caleb's turn to lead, and so uh, when Jason and Julie, when you guys lead, how do you guys decide what to do? Usually we just, we spend a few days praying about it, and then we just talk. Yeah, and we'll just get ideas, either she'll have a main idea or I'll have an idea and we'll kind of just put it together. Uh, usually, I, I if I come up with uh, some type of a concept, then Julie can put it to paper and kind of outline it and, and put make it into something. This is kind of how we do it, right? Yeah, and a lot of times it seems like there's a theme that comes yeah. up as we're praying and talking to each other during the week. Yep. You know, it might be prayer, it might be a certain scripture that we both happen to be reading at the same time and... It's like, okay, yeah, we should probably talk about that. And that's been a whole group, too, is where we'll just read a certain passage of Scripture and just meditate on it, and all of a sudden two hours are gone, and then we end up praying for each other. Uh, Ryan and Sarah, how do you guys decide your group when you're leading? I'd say we do it in a similar way. Um, Yeah, we the week before we start thinking about it and pray into it and just kind of see... I think what we need, probably, yeah, selfishly. I feel that. <laughs> yeah. like, um, I need and, to not be near you, and we need girl and guy time. Yeah, sometimes sometimes yeah. we split up. Other times we um, plan out a number of songs, um, you know, that, that we plan a speaker and then get into scripture. Um, I think our group really started as, um, like, we were all desiring prayer. Um, is one thing. In fact, Caleb, Matt, and I all got to know each other through a, uh, it was called a healing prayer group that we were a part of. And um, so that theme of prayer and hearing from the Lord was really one that that was strong um, from the beginning. And Jason and Julie, you guys really shared that as well um, when you joined. And I think we really structure our times in a way that um, we invite the Lord, um, just the Holy Spirit, to minister to us and um, kind of just structure it so that there is time to pray and there's time to listen. And really understanding that um, God uses like each other to um, speak to each other for him mm. sometimes and um, combine with the word and with worship uh, we've gotten into, you know, just some unexpected places where we've been blessed. Um, and so I hope you guys who are listening, I hope that you're hearing, you're hearing intentionality, you're hearing, listening to the spirit, but like this wasn't automatic. This was, and still is each time, every time someone is leading, it's, you're asking the spirit, but again, because it began with, we're hungry. We're so hungry, and so can we just not do the pretend small groups, and not that every small group is like that, but can we just go deep, as Caleb rightly said? Sarah. Yeah, and another thing, Ryan mentioned those healing prayer groups, that kind of connects to the whole core needs, similar curriculum, and so I think that when we started, we had a lot of that similar, similar language and similar kind of 
doing our own personal inventory. What are my core needs? How do they affect how I live out of my brokenness and stuff? So it gave us a lot of common language to go deep pretty quickly because we had often, we had all been through a similar curriculum to, to learn about that. And mm-hmm. so I do think that was a really neat springboard for our group too, that there was this place of connection. Mm-hmm. Ryan, going back to you, what is the purpose of our group, if you could name it? I would say um, our purpose, well, it's, it probably depends who you ask about this, yeah. but um, I feel like our purpose is to encourage each other just through um, being together, hearing from the Lord. Um, we really all have enjoyed friendship, but even more than that, like really wanting to be like family together. Um, and so I don't know if I can put a succinct little. <laughs> Anybody else have a thought on, I don't know. I, I what, he, what he said right there, I, I love the way this group, we've, each of us at one time or another have gone through like some really trying stuff. Deep. And um, to try to tell the whole church or whoever you're a part of about that is way different than having a a nice intimate group that's now gotten to know me and knows how to minister to me, you know, has been incredible. Mm -hmm. And so Julie and I have gone through some things where this group has been the group that has carried us and held us. And um, I love the way you guys would still communicate once we prayed about stuff you guys are communicating throughout the week and so just where you that's what small groups do and uh, Julie and I have always been a a part of a small group and it's been the only place that I've really felt that I've really grown not only in my walk but also with people Mm. and Mm. it's it's just amazing so Mm. I'm all for small groups oh yeah MK Matt yeah what's What's your reason for continuing this group, being a part of it? I, I don't even know that it's a choice at, at this point. Like, I, I feel like... I coerce you? <laughs> no, no. I, Next I've, group, we're I've, leading. I freely, like, I, I walk into, like, we missed last week, our small group, and, and it was, there was a weight that yeah. was that was kind of just sitting over that and so i'm like even really excited like i was coming here tonight i'm like ah oh, even the podcast sounds a little bit like hard and then i'm like oh wait it's a small group night oh because you were so, tired but yeah then you knew it was small group and so it's like small group night and so the the fact is like these these relationships i don't i don't know that i would not be the same without them um and and it's not just the fact that we go deep it's the fact that we we also we laugh together i mean i think everyone can kind of point to something or another that for 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 me it's sausages <laughs> tell the I, story i can i can wax poetically about putting sausages in a pan okay let me sizzle. set it up let me set, set it, it up. up okay so matt and i you guys maybe we talked about this on the podcast we definitely on instagram matt was like convicted last summer maybe maybe two, two summers, summers ago. ago he's like Lori I think we need to go vegetarian and I was like wait what the what <laughs> you love meat so hard and <laughs> I do I <laughs> do so Matt would in the, at our house he'd like grab a can of like refried beans and he'd look at it he's like would it be weird if I ate the whole can right now because <laughs> he was always hungry so we go to small group one night 
And we weren't and, really aware of No, this. Jason and Julie were pretty new to the group. Yeah. And so you were like, you know, you were kind of <laughs> looking at us like, okay, guys. And then what happened, Jason? Well, he started describing putting sausages in a pan <laughs> and it was, he was just... Talking about the sound and the sizzle of it, it just, mm, it was just the way he talked about it. So Matt was like, guys, I'm so hungry. I just want some sausages so bad. <laughs> it's like the sizzle in the pan, it goes, <laughs> So now Jason's laughing heartily at this, right? Yeah. But back then we were still kind of I didn't really know him, so I didn't no. know. And I'm like, what is happening? And so I start laughing and then that gives Jason, he's like, are you like romancing sausages right now? What's happening? And I just started losing it. But the glue, that was yeah, just was. bonding us together. Uh, Matt loves well, and sausages. That, and that, I do love sausages, but not as much as I love this group, guys. Oh. And so, but no, it's like, it's, it's that is, that I think that laughter, though, was the thing that for me really like yeah. solidified kind of the bond that, that, we have as a group and in, in my kind of personal opinion just because it, it's so important for me like we deal with so much deep stuff and my job is a lot about deep stuff i need a place where i can laugh i need a place where in the midst of the deep there's also like the freedom to to have joy mm. that's and, it. and that's been a really important piece for me well, we want to include the couple who is not here, Carrie and Caleb. So Carrie answered the question. I'll pretend she's here. Carrie, why does what we do work? I do think that there are a few different things that makes our group work well. The first being that we share a common mission. So I have never once left a group saying, what was the point of that? Every time we get together, it just feels obvious why we're there. So we all come, I believe, with some sort of expectation to counter, encounter God when we're together. However that might look, it looks different every time. But sometimes it can be through lament or listening prayer or scripture reading. Or maybe it's just from the words of someone else, just encouraging each other. So when we get together, we had the expectation that we're going to do more than just socialize. Of course, we do socialize, but ultimately, I think we all expect to receive something from God. And from the beginning, this is something that we talked about making a priority, that our group was going to be a place where going to the Lord specifically would be at the center above everything else. It wasn't going to be a socializing group. It wasn't going to be a learning group. It was going to be a group where we would seek the Lord together. And I think that has made a big difference. I just love that, just specifically about the mission, because that's true. We do have a common mission, and I think we've all been baptized in Francis Chan, <laughs> several of his books. Uh, there's several books. So even though we don't ever do a book study, we definitely um, read the books and talk about it. Gift books to each other back and forth. Yeah, we do <laughs> gift them, and we read them, and it is such a gift. So we've mentioned this a few times. Just, you know, Jason, you said this is a marriage group. There's only married people in it. Uh, if you're a listener of this podcast, you know, yes, we are passionate about marriage, praise the Lord, but we're equally passionate about singleness. Uh, so why don't we have single people in the group? 
Matt, are we missing something? Should we invite them? Like what's, why don't we? Well, I mean, to my knowledge, we didn't, we didn't start just looking for other married couples. We, we started looking just for other couples that were, were hungry again for that same like spiritual encounter, that kind of realness in a, in a group. And, and as we were there, I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it was our decision to exclude single people. It was just as we were praying about who is, who is supposed to be in the group. Um, God brought the, the people in and if he ever started putting on our hearts that like we, there were specific single people to invite in, I feel like we would be open to that. Um, but it's really, it, it was a spirit led thing. And I don't, I don't feel like we had any conversations about, should we have single people in or not? We didn't. And it, it just really was what we looked for. Thanks for saying that, Matt, was people who were hungry. And so if you guys are listening and you're thinking of, you know, maybe God is is highlighting some people in your life, single, married, whomever. It's really, it's like what Carrie said. It's the common mission that unifies us. And that's the goal of our lives. Love God, make disciples. And so that really is at the heart of it. I think God just knew what we needed because really that first year plus Matt and I were in crazy marriage pain. And so I really appreciated being, you know, could I have talked with single people? I'm sure I could have, but I, I don't know, even really dealing with the sexual piece of it. Like I, I needed I, I felt like I needed mm-hmm. like to be able to talk about that in this group. And so I don't, I don't know how to answer that. Um, other than if you guys, if God is putting you together, don't look for marrieds, marrieds and singles and men and women, but just ask the Lord, what's the group he has for you? Um, because really this, this feels like church mm-hmm. to us. We've all said that, like we leave, Oh, this was church. Uh, I just, I do want to look um, people in the eye who are like Matt and I, who are perhaps in a mixed orientation marriage. And, you know, there's people who reach out to us and who are looking for a group specifically who can get them exactly in their spot. Everyone around this room, we all have different stories. Like, I don't know exactly Jason and Julie. From each other, you have different stories, and yet God is making you one, and yet you're different from us. But I appreciate that difference. And then Sarah and Ryan, from each other, you have different stories, and yet I appreciate that difference, and yet we can find commonality. And so there has been some, like, teaching, I will say that. As as you all, Jason and Julie, you teach us, like, how to care for you. Sarah and Ryan, you teach us how to care for you as we hear your story. And the same is true for Matt and I in that we've had to teach y'all how to care for us. And so the thing – so you don't have to have people who get all the nuance and understand all the language and be – Really what we needed, especially early on when our marriage was in turmoil and we were desperate for, yes, people who were on mission, but who were able to come alongside us, we didn't need them to get every bit of us, but we needed them to be committed to the mission, to be committed to God and be committed to us. That was enough. All right. To wrap it up, y'all, this went really fast for us. Hope it did for y'all listeners. I don't know why I keep saying y'all, but here I go. Okay, (laughs) if people are thinking of starting a group, what would you say to them? Matt Krieg, we'll start with you and we'll circle back around. Pray. That's it, pray. Just pray. Pray, pray about who and what. Pray for God's leading. 
yeah. to, to, to lead you to the place of, of the people, the community, whoever that's supposed to be. Um, so much of it we can try and do on our own. It's just not going to work. Ryan. Yeah, I would say look for people who you want to be like or who you want to have rub off on you and um, try to include them. (laughs) That's so good. I almost said cool, and then I said good, so then I said quid. (laughs) Sarah. (laughs) So you could just be yourself in this group, right? (laughs) Whatever comes out. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, yeah, seek people who are willing to be vulnerable and authentic. So quid. Um, (laughs) Very quid. And I think that's where the we go deep part can be accelerated, is the like-minded, like-hearted, similar mission, but vulnerability and authenticity are kind of the catalyst for that to happen. I think that if you're, if you find yourself hanging out with people that you like and they invite you into something that you should just do it, Hmm. just do it. And I mean, most of the time it seems like the Lord puts people in your life and if you enjoy being around them, chances are you're going to, you're going to do well in a small group together. So Great yeah, I was going to say similar to looking at who was already in, in your life, but then also be the initiator. If you feel like, you know, if you hear this and you just feel like, wow, that's something I would like to be a part of, initiate that. You you lead that and just begin to invite people. Mm. Uh, this has been so good. <laughs> Very good. Uh, I just want to sit and talk and be like, okay, guys, now let's listen to this worship song or go dive into this passage. And how is it really hitting you right now? And Matt, what's your smirk facing? Uh, when you said worship song, I mean, it's basically sausage sizzling in a pan. Oh, that's, my goodness. <laughs> Two years this joke been running. This this does make you want to have a little small group session. It though. does. There should be a fire in the yeah, middle. Yeah. Okay, which I would say one more thing about difference between men and women. Okay. So on, on our retreat, us our girls, us gals, we were inside and we're like sharing a quick heart, conversation. heart stuff and we're like, what do you guys think the guys are talking about? As we do. And the guys come in, they're like, hey, hey guys, look at this like slow-mo vid I did of the <laughs> the fire. And we're like, literally, you've been out there for an hour and that is it. Like, yeah. It took a few s- times to get that shot though. <laughs> and then they said, do we have any more hot dogs? Yeah. <laughs> for a weenie roast. We've only said it a hundred times. <laughs> Okay, so now I'm gender stereotyping and making fun. However, I will say this too, is I am so, this group has taught me that guys and gals or women, there's not a good equivalent for the female guys, whatever. Men and women, uh, guys really do need to be known and loved as they are. And that really does open up their heart. So the weenie roast and the sausages, there's a theme here. I'm going to stop talking. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Chicken wings. Chicken wings. They're also very, it yeah. just opens up their hearts uh, to be able to go, to go deep. All right, guys, we hope, we really do hope and pray you got something out of this. <laughs> to take the next right step in cultivating a small group similar to this. It is simple, but it does take intentionality. So thank you, precious siblings, uh, for being here today and for being a part of this group. 
All right. Hey, guys, I don't have the exact details on this, but if you want to meet some of my friends, we are praying and planning a retreat, a marriage intensive something. We're asking the Lord about that. Uh, but some of these amazing people, uh, we're on mission. And so not only do we reach out to each other in this group, but we want to be about what God is about. And so that means this group getting on mission and maybe coming alongside you guys in your marriages. So we're going to tell you more information on that. Just follow us on the old socials or sign up to get our information on lorikrieg.com. Okay. Question of the week for next week. Cause why not? What kind of a sleeper are you? Side sleeper, right, left, stomach sleeper, back, like a vampire, pillow cuddler. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to know for some reason. All right, guys. <sighs> I'm going to hang out with my friends now. All right. For all of us here at the Hole in My Heart podcast, we will see you next week. Ha <laughs> ha.